to know that on my Facebook post this our feed this week come up three years ago. Three years ago, uh, we, it was the first time we ever set foot into this building uh, to look at maybe leasing it and maybe dreaming about what God could do. Three years ago, two years ago, uh, we started building here. There was some framing that started to come up. Just amazing to see that uh, we'd taken that step. And two years ago, we were starting to build one year ago. One year ago, we had our first Sunday in February here. We had three Sundays. And then we had a lockdown for like 10 weeks. It was just doing my head in, if I'm to be honest, uh, years to get here and then three Sundays and we had to stop again. I thought, like, what's going on? When we started after about 10 weeks and we were, we were looking to come back, you know, those services 100, you'll remember that, after the first lockdown, NASA reported that there was a meteor coming. Uh, and they, they projected that it may fall on New Zealand or close to New Zealand. And I'm thinking, like, great. It's taken three years, two years, one year. Now there's a meteor coming and it's probably going to land on 12 Cape Hill Road. We've only had three Sundays and that's going to be, what next? Like, like Really? A global pandemic, uh, like, like building issues with, with council and delays and materials, all those things. Like, what next, God? <laughs> and, and I've been on this journey, really, of discovering, like, what next? Because the truth is that you and I can, like, go through life and we can have things happen to us or as we journey through things, we go, like, oh, my gosh, what next? And, and this morning, I wanted to paint a picture of that as a church the culture that, that we carry, it's who we are as Elam, is, is to have a culture of, of God, what's next? Yeah, like, God, like, well, what are you doing next, oh God? We, we want to be where you are. We want to be taking those steps where you're leading us. God, what's next? Yeah, it's a whole different emphasis from a meteor coming to Pukekohe. Like, well, God, because God is in control, right? Yeah, and God, what next? That's the whole big idea of this message this morning. My whole, my whole heart, my whole prayer for you this morning is that, is that through this message, as we, as we leave today, it's just like, God, what's next for me? God, what have you got next for me? And so I want to give you a bit of a framework on, on how we can do that and, and what that looks like. Because, because the truth is sometimes we can run from place to place to like there's something going on and oh no and we can spend our whole lives chasing something and we don't know why we're chasing it. And and, and I want us to well, over this theme of the last couple of months here about foundation. Where truth is from our last series we live in a shifting culture and it's important more than ever now that we build upon a firm foundation, a solid rock. Come on. So today is what's next. So Jeremiah 29, 11 is, the, is our, uh, one of the most important uh, scriptures that we have as Elam. It's one of our, our driving uh, forces of, of scripture for us. And that's Jeremiah 29, 11. You'll see it in the foyer. It says, for I, know the, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And here's the thing. Plans, they help us to know what's next. Hope gives us strength to do what's next. Purpose, purpose helps us to understand what's next. And my goal today is that we, that we just walk out of this place knowing, God, I, I've got some pretty clear understanding this morning of what's next for us. Because the truth is this, that God has a plan for you. Uh, and for, for this church, he, he's designed a plan specifically for you. He, and he, the promise is that he will provide everything you need to accomplish 
His plans and His purposes for your life. I, I think sometimes we, and you might have heard those messages too, that God will, will provide you the gold watch and the, and the private jet. I'm waiting for the private jet or the helicopter or something like that. But here's the thing. I, I believe that God, first and foremost, he, he searches our heart. He will, his promises that he will provide everything that he's called you to do according to his plans and his purposes. I think that's the key. And, and, the, and the truth is this, is that, that God isn't fear and it's to your advantage. God isn't fear, and it's to your advantage. I, people often say to me that God isn't fear, and, and I've, I've got to stand back and, and agree with them, and, and God isn't fear, and I'm so glad he isn't. Because the truth is we don't deserve anything good from him. We, we don't deserve that. We, we went our own way, and bad things happened, but, but God didn't abandon us. Instead, he sent his son, Jesus Christ, on a rescue mission for us. If God were fear, then you and I would have to pay for the sin, which, which we couldn't. Yeah. I'm so glad that God's not fear. <laughs> we, we don't get what we deserve. We get a new life. Thank goodness for that, that God isn't fear. See, so often we can feel that, that God is looking for our religious action and, and our tradition and our, and our rituals. But, but here's the thing. God doesn't want you to try and earn his love and forgiveness and grace. He just wants to know you and for you to know him. It, it's the kind of, of knowing that is, that is personal and, and is, is relational. It's deeply connected. That, that original word that, that we use as, as know, he actually refers to the intimacy uh, that is associated with marriage. And, and, and in that way that, that a woman knows a man and conceives a child. But, but here's the thing about this word know. Uh, it's, uh, the word emphasis is not on the physical dimension of knowing, but on the way that two people are connected and bound together spiritually. Knowing. To know God. To discover who he is. And, and, and this morning, it's, it's maybe your next step. We're going to talk about what's next. And, and maybe your what's next is, is you've been a Christian for a while. Maybe you've been doing this, this church thing for a while or, or for a short term. Well, and you've said yes to Jesus. And, and you've surrendered your life to him. And you're wanting to take the next step in your relationship with him. But not quite sure what it is. I'm going to tell you today. Next step is water baptism. If you've never taken that step, can I, can I encourage you today? Can I poke you today? Can I, can I encourage you today to, to make that decision that what's next starts with knowing God? And a part of that journey that he calls us on is water baptism and then being filled by the Holy Spirit. And, and we're going to talk about some of those things today. Why water baptism? Well, well, it's this. Well, Jesus sets an example, and if it's good enough for him, it's good enough for me, number one. And number two is that it shows the change that is happening on the inside of us. And the third thing is, is this. It's a public declaration of a personal commitment. Water baptism, it's like the, the wedding band of marriage. A public declaration of what God has done in our lives. And, and if you're here, if you're, I, want to, I, I don't want to make it easy for you. There's some people who have got some excuses and things. I think time is short. Come on, let's, let's make a decision today. To God, what's next? And step out and go for it. And here's how you do it. Next Sunday, I've planned this all pretty good. Next Sunday is water baptism Sunday. We're going to have our nice warm sparkle there. If you want to take that step, can I encourage you today? Grab the Connect card, fill it out, post it in the box, and we'll be in touch next week. Nice 40-degree 
spa pool for you to get water baptized. You can invite your friends and your family. We're going to celebrate that. I love how we celebrate changed hearts and changed lives, people taking that next step. This is what will happen if you decide to get water baptized next week, is that we're going to all stand here and worship and praise our God like we did today. When you, when you get water baptized, we're going to clap and we're going to cheer and, and we're going to just go crazy for you from that decision that you've made. That's what's going to happen. Why don't, you, why don't you sign up for that next Sunday? The other thing that I want to let you know about, number two, is this, is that it's only when we allow his power to transform and heal us that we can be set free. The Bible shows us a plan on how we can find freedom. And once we begin, once we begin our relationship with God and we start getting to know Him and, and walking with Him daily, the next step in our journey is that is allowing His power to transform us, to heal us, to set us free, that we might find freedom. And it's, it's the power in our relationship with God that, that changes us, that gives us courage that gives us strength and resilience. We, we, we need to face those old wounds, those, those hang-ups that we all have in our attitudes. And See, freedom is one of the main reasons, one of the major reasons that Jesus came to this earth, to live, to die, to rise again, to defeat the enemy once and for all. See, the truth is, is that God has made us to be in community. We are all, we are relational beings. We, we, so, so it should be no surprise to us that change happens with us or is facilitated with us in this form of community and relationships. And community is so important uh, in our process of finding freedom uh, because surrounding ourselves with the right people, note that, right people is one of the most uh, important steps in our spiritual journey. As we grow larger as a church, we want to grow smaller at the same time. And, and that is, of course, small groups. Small groups today, maybe that's your next what's next. Maybe your what next is, is small groups. And that's, that's the place where you develop relationships. It's a culture of this house to help you to grow stronger and to be able to stand firmer that we do life together. And in small groups, it's where, where you will do life together, but together you can grow. And, and you can develop spiritual muscle. It's where you can trust each other. It's where you can share with one another. It's where you can be honest with one another and not hide behind a mask. Proverbs 27 verse 19. I, I found this scripture this week and it's kind of been really one I've been thinking about lots. 27 verse 19, it says this. A mirror reflects a man's face, but what he is really like is shown by the kind of friends he chooses. What he is really like, he or she, is really like, is shown by the kind of friends that he or she chooses. See, when you're willing to be real with others, you might be surprised at what you'll discover. Here's some things you'll discover. You'll discover that friends who walk in when everyone else walks out. You'll discover friends who don't rub it in but help you to work it out. You'll discover friends who need you just as much as you need them. 
Maybe your what next is this. Maybe your, your what next is saying yes to hosting a group or leading a small group and, and to be part of helping people find their freedom. And maybe it's opening your home. Maybe it's, it's uh, getting some friends together and looking at the word of God and sharing life, doing life together. Here's the thing. I think we, we live in a season where it's time for no more excuses. It's time to go, what next, God? Are you leading me into, here's all you got, this is all you got to do. Fill out the connect card, pop in small groups, say, I want to host one, I want to lead one, I want to be a part of one. Maybe that's your what's next. Come on, let, let's not go into winter with, oh God, what's next? Let's go into this winter with, God, what's next for me? What's next for my family? Come on, do it, be bold, be brave. Don't think about it too much today. I can see people already saying, oh, what about this, what about that? Don't Don't think. We, we do it every day during the week. Oh, that was just my joke. We, we, we don't think a whole lot during the week sometimes as well. So, so don't leave. Yeah, anyway, let's go. Let's move on. <laughs> Third thing is this. Is to, is to know what's next, we need to understand that I was born for this. You can say that yourself, that I was born for this. The Bible shows us that, that God, and in this house, that in this house here, in our culture of what's next, that's all about discovering your purpose. The Bible shows us the plan to help us discover our purpose. Do you know why you do what you do? See, because I, I suspect that many of us feel frustrated or discontent with our lives right now, and, and, and we know that there has to be more, but at times we don't know how to access it, or we don't know what's next. In Miami and Florida, there was a greyhound dog racing track, and it was thrown into chaos one day when the automatic rabbit that the dogs chase after blew up and didn't move. <laughs> the gates were open, and the dogs ran out. Two of them sat down in the middle of the track. Another couple of dogs, because they, they couldn't see the rabbit, they, they went and started barking at the spectators, and another couple just ran back the opposite way. They didn't know what to chase because the rabbit that they were trained to chase had blown up. Not one dog finished that race because there was nothing to chase. I think sometimes this can be a vivid picture of us and, and, and of people where they, and how we live our lives. See, when there's nothing to chase, they can, we can struggle to find meaning in life. We can sit down in the middle of the track, we can get stuck where we are and eventually give up on the race. Now, and that's why. That's why it's important to know why you're chasing what you're chasing. The good news is this, is that, that here, at, here at Eden, we believe God's got a unique plan and a purpose for your life. It's something he's designed for you, uniquely given to you. He, he has put that calling upon your life. And you already, hear, here's the thing I believe. I, I'm looking at a, at a bunch of people this morning. I'm looking at a, an incredibly generous church and with incredible families and people that already have what it takes to accomplish what God has placed in your life. We just have to unlock it inside of us. And, and maybe your next, your what's next is simply this. Uh, here in this house, we have a, a, a great process called growth track. And, and if you haven't done growth track, can I encourage you to, to do it this next month? Next Sunday will be uh, number, session number one in the second service. If you haven't, haven't been through it, it's not just a tick box course. It's, it's more to help you to discover what you're passionate about. It's to help you discover what your spiritual gifts are, what, what has God placed inside of you. And here's an interesting one. You'll discover your personality type as well. 
how they all mix together and join together and form a purpose in our life. So, so come on, sign up today. Sign up today to attend next Sunday at our second service because you will, you will be, discover some incredible things that will empower you in your life from Monday to Friday as well as on Sunday. Come on, take the next step. What's next? Just fill out a Connect card this morning. The final thing is this, is that the meaning of life is to discover your gift. Sorry, the purpose on life is to discover your gift. The meaning of life is to gift, give your gift away. The Bible shows us a plan for us on how we can make a difference. John 15, verse 8 and 11, it says this, This is to my Father's glory that you will bear much fruit. Showing yourselves to be my disciples. I have told you this so that you might, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. See, notice here, notice here that, that this isn't just a command from the Lord to do, but more like a, a recipe for lasting joy. That we discover what God has placed in us, the gifts that he has given us. And we find that meaning of life with him as we give our gift away, making a difference in people's lives. See, here's the thing. Here's the truth. Real joy does not come from making lots of money. Real joy does not come from physical pleasures. Real joy it does not come from material things, but real joy comes from knowing that our lives are productive. Real joy springs up from knowing that you are making a difference for eternity. See, you might not know this, but... But down at our kids' alley, we have incredible children's programs. And, and as you go down the, the kids' alley to all the various rooms, right back over in this corner over here is a, is a ministry or a room called Power Space. And, and it's an incredible, incredible ministry with incredible, uh, incredible volunteers that, that work uh, in that room. And, it, and it's, a, it's a ministry that's really dear to Denise and my hearts. And, and, and here's what Power Space does. It, it looks after, it ministers to, to children with just, who just need a little bit extra love, some extra, maybe additional needs. They just need a, a bit of a quieter space. And you know how this transforms families? Because some families haven't been able to go to church in years. Because it, it's just difficult. Because of, of children, and they just need some extra, extra help. And so this ministry and power space right in this corner is phenomenal. It's growing. We need a bigger room. We need more space. And we need more volunteers who will minister and, and take care of children, teaching them about things of God in their own language, in their own way. Power space is radically changing families' lives. Maybe that's your what's next. Is your next step saying yes to making a difference in people's hearts and people's lives? Maybe in power space, maybe in power zone, maybe out in our car park, just changing people's lives, making a difference by what God has given you. It's, it's just so, so exciting to see families being able to come and their children are taken care of so, so wonderfully by amazing team. They're safe, they're secure, and they're, and they're having a heap of fun. See, making a difference is something that you and I can experience when we give our gift away. We'll find incredible joy. We'll find incredible fulfillment as we see hearts and lives being changed 
and coming to know God even more. Proverbs 11, verse 25, it says this. The generous will prosper, and those, get this, those who refresh others will themselves be refreshed. Can I repeat that again? (laughs) This is what our dream team is all about. This is what the the culture of this house is, who we are as Elam Christian Centre, and and maybe this is your your what's next, and it's simply this. When we refresh others, we ourselves will be refreshed. It's kind of like a bit of an oxymoron, really, eh? Because it feels like sometimes it can be a bit more work or a bit more time. But, but the Word of God says that when we're making a difference in hearts and lives and other people's lives, that, that when we refresh them, that He will refresh us. We will be rejuvenated. We will find fulfillment and joy in using our gift. Here's the truth. You are a part of God's plan. You can make a difference. That's why you are here. Maybe your next step is, is saying yes to finding that recipe of, of joy and by, by joining our, our dream team and making a difference in someone's life week in and week out. So come on, take your next step today. Fill out a connect card, pop it in the box afterwards. I love that today before the service we were we were feeling like today was going to be a day where, where people will see new victories in their lives. There's a song we're going to be doing in a few weeks called Every Victory. You can have a look at it this week. Start learning it this week. So Every Victory. You know what I've discovered in life? That, that sometimes there's, there's more victories every day. There's more things to conquer if you want. There's more things to break through. There's more walls. There's more hindrance. It's like that's life, right? There's, there's something always there. But our God, our God is a God of breakthrough. Here at Elam Christian Centre, we expect breakthrough for you, for our city, for our church, for the hearts and lives of people all over this city. Breakthrough. You know what breakthroughs are? Breakthroughs are victories. And today I'm going to pray as we close our service in the next few minutes. I want to pray right now. I want to pray for some victories for you. And, and I don't need to know what they are today, but, but the culture of this house is, is to do what's next. And, and I'm believing that there's victories for you and for me and for our church, for our city, to see the name of the Lord lifted high, that all glory may come to His name. So I'm going to ask everybody right now, why don't you bow your heads and close your eyes. I'm going to pray. If if you're needing a victory, here's here's the opportunity to be courageous and bold. All I want you to do is put your hand up and if that's you, you've got some barriers, some things that you need to see breakthrough in. All I want you to do while no one's looking around is just lift your hand and I'm going to include you in this prayer today of victory for you. So if that's you, come on, why don't you lift your hands and, and you keep your hands up as I pray for victory today. Hallelujah. Hands all over the place. Great. Hallelujah. Father, in Jesus' mighty name, Lord, I I thank you for each hand that is lifted high right now, God, that needs a breakthrough, Lord Jesus, that needs a victory in an area or in a situation, Father God, or in life. So, Father, today, I thank you that as a church family, we do life together and we expect breakthrough, oh God, that the power of Jesus Christ, He gave us the Holy Spirit, that He will walk with us, be our comforter, but be the power within us, oh God. So today I pray for Holy Spirit power 
to each of these hearts and lives, Father God, that things, situations be radically turned around. Lord, and when we come to explain it, we, we, all we can say is that God did it. It, it. it was way beyond my means, but God did it. So Father, I pray for some God did it moments for all of these hands in Jesus' mighty name. Hallelujah. Just while your eyes are closed. The heart of our church is that. Our whole mission is to help people to know God, to find freedom, to discover purpose and how we can all make a difference. But it starts with knowing God, starting that journey of a relationship with knowing Him. And this morning you might say, Daryl, it's my first time to church or I'm new to church. I've never uh, prayed a prayer or I've never done anything. I don't even know how to start this journey of knowing God. I'm going to tell you right now. Jesus was God's son and he came, God sent his son to earth because there was a debt that you and I incurred be, because of this thing called sin. Our, it's like our, our stuff and it stopped us. It, it caused us to uh, have a blockage between uh, knowing God as a personal relationship. And so God sent his son who died on a cross. He took your stuff and my stuff, your sin. He died on a cross, paying its price. He rose again on the third day, conquering the power of sin and death over us. And he, he, when He rose, He gave us the opportunity to be able to live free with Him. And so this morning, if you want to say, Daryl, I, I want to say yes to Jesus, I'm going to pray a real simple prayer right now. If that's you, I want to invite you to pray this uh, silently in your heart after me. Pray this. Pray, dear God, today I choose to give you my life. Forgive me of my sin. Thank you for giving me freedom and for making me brand new. Today I choose to surrender my life into your hands. In Jesus' name. One final thing, just... Wave your eyes still close, every head is still bowed. If you just prayed that prayer, if you just said yes to Jesus right then, I'm, I'm not going to embarrass anybody, not going to call anybody out, but I want you to be bold and to be courageous here. I, I'm going to count to three, and on three, if you just said yes to Jesus, well, I want you to just put your hand up. It's like a face statement saying, yes, that's me. On three, to put your hand up so I can see and pop it down again. So lift your hand on three. One, two, three. 